All right, so it looks like we're live. So hello and welcome to the RPG Academy podcast Twitch channel. My name is Michael, and we're here tonight for another The Sample Adventures. This time we're taking a look at the game Land of Eam, which is published by Exalted Funeral. And basically this was funded on GameFound pretty recently. I was given, I did back it there. This is the quick start rules we're going to be playing through. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's basically the pitch is it is Lord of the Rings by way of the Muppets with a dash of Mad Max thrown in as well. Uh, it's very much a sort of silly game, uh, but it also has a, a lot of like heart and message to it. So I do encourage people to check it out. Sold. Hopefully you won't. You yeah, that's that it was a D12 system. Oh no, Muppets. yeah, that's as far as I got yeah, before no. I clicked back. <laughs> uh, everything else after that was just bonus. As soon me. as I knew it was D12, I was like, well, Michael, Yay. Michael's definitely putting money toward this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I went, I went all in on this one. Uh, so we're going to go around the table. We're going to meet all of our players, and they're going to go ahead and introduce their characters. Uh, I'm going to start with Kevin of Kev Rand Games. Kev, say hello to everyone. Tell us who you are, and then of course, tell us a little bit about your character, who you're playing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would love to. Yes. Hi, everybody. I am Kevin S., uh, as I'll be going by tonight. But uh, yes, I am found online at the socials at Kevran Games. And uh, I've been on the show here before. I'm glad to be back. And um, I also do work over on Wanderer's Haven Productions and Lanata Turna, on, both on Twitch. So uh, glad to be here. Thanks, Michael. I'm ready to play this character, Squeege. Squeege. Squeege is, yes, Squeege is a dungeoneer gelatinous goo. Uh, folk. He is going to be the party guy who is serious yet has a fun time. And fun little trivia bit about the gelatinous goo folks is that they don't actually speak a common tongue. So it's oh. assumed the whole game that the party is translating for me. So maybe there'll be some hijinks with that. We'll see. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Uh, so on my screen, the way everybody looks, Kevin B is below Kevin S, so I will go to Kevin B next. Please tell us a little bit about who you are, sir, and then the character you're playing, please. Hi, I'm Kevin B. This is going to be my very first stream, so go easy on me. I'm going to be playing Kiri Candlehart, the bard and Muppety-looking uh, uh, member of the group. Uh, expect uh, some joy and fun. I love a good story, especially if it's salacious. Oh, my. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Uh, moving over from Kevin B, we have Sean. Sean, say hello to everyone. Tell us who you are a little bit and then introduce your character, please. Hey, I'm Sean. Um, normally, you would find me over on Rick and Rasp playing Illuminated Pages, you know, Call of Cthulhu. But tonight, I am playing S. Warbly Pebbleskip, the gnome. I think Garden Gnome, that's exactly what he looks like, the grumpy. If I'm reading this right, uh, Sean, not only is gnome your folk but it's also your class is exactly you are a gnome gnomes are special you are a gnome playing a gnome well nobody knows gnomes like gnomes no dog i heard (laughs) you like gnomes so we put a gnome on your gnome in your gnome it's like a hat on a hat nobody knows the trouble i've heard he is grumpy and he will tell you the truth even when it's inconvenient excellent All right. And then next on my screen is Michael. Michael, say hello, everyone. Tell us who you are and then introduce your character, please. Hello, everybody. I am Michael. You can find me here on the RPG Academy doing a number of things with uh, the Alpha Michael. Uh, Michael number one, Top Michael, uh, whichever name you want to give him. You can also find me on Tubular Teens with Titans, a 
Power Rangers inspired audio drama. I get to play the character Pan Vahan, who is kind of the teen mentor and former villain. Tonight, however, I'll be playing Galen Dundugal, the Bogrel. Uh, Bogrels are a apparently a frog folk, and uh, he's also a knight errant. Uh, he is a very honorable, very upright and forthright character, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the group totally making fun of that. It will be riveting. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, no, I did already guarantee Kermit impersonations tonight, so Galen is going to sound a lot like a very bad impersonation of a frog you may know. Oh, excellent. And then rounding out our merry bunch here, we have Shane. Shane, once again, say hello to everyone. Tell us a little bit about who you are and then introduce your character, please. Oh, hello. Okay, so I am Shane Cochran. I don't really do much on the socials, but uh, I do have an Instagram and a Twitter under at Crocodile Voices. I can be found also on Tubular Teens with Titans as a kind of a mad scientist brainy character that is evolved from a velociraptor named derailed you can also find me on power rangers the audio drama by scyther audio as uh the voice of ernie saba and a character named chad yeager who also has a spin-off from scyther audio called master writer the audio drama <laughs> i do some uh, stuff for the Scyther Audio's X-Men, the audio drama, as well as a couple others coming out, like a, we have Avengers, the audio drama coming out soon as well. Shane, who are you playing tonight, though? Mauricio Wrench, the brassiest little rascal you'll ever meet. So, Mauricio Wrench, she's, she's a rascal, as I, as I just, as I just stated. That's, that's kind of the the rogue class of the setting. She's a human, of course, and, and dark grays and purples so she can hide in the shadows. And she's got a real Robin Hood complex of let's get those greedy king's monies and let's distribute around all these nice folks around here. You guys wants to you guys just wants to come help along. Let's let's do some stuff. Well, so once this is done tonight, eventually there will be an audio only version that comes out on our podcast feed. This will also get put up on our YouTube channel. Uh, and when those comes out, those come out in the show notes, I'll have links to everybody's socials and all the different projects people are part of. So if anybody here tonight, if you're watching or listening and you connect in, with an individual character or the show as a whole, I'll make it as easy as I can for you to find all the various people and follow up on the things that they do. But with that out of the way, we're going to jump into tonight's adventure, which is called The Curse of the Chickenfoot Witch. Oh, no. Your friend. Dun, dun, dun. L. Dorothy Sandwich has gone missing, a gnome of some repute. The rambunctious fellow is a friend to everyone, including each of you. And recently you have heard that he has vanished. Not willing to wait around on others, you've decided to band together and find him on your own. So we're going to go around the table again and just tell me something about your relationship to this gnome named L. Dorothy Sandwich. It could be the first Ooh. time you met them, the most recent adventure you had with them, or just an impactful encounter that is kind of lets us know the reason why you are willing to put your life in jeopardy to save your missing friend. So I'm going to go back in the same order. So I'll start with Kevin S. Kevin S. Tell us a little bit about how Squeege knows L. Dorothy Sandwich. Yeah, so Squeege knows L. Dorothy Sandwich. We go back a little bit of a ways because he, you know, he was going to put me on a sandwich. He found me in a jar. There was a bad guy, an evil wizard, who put me in a jar. 
he had to clean it out because his spatula wasn't working. And so he put me in a jar and then El Dorothy Sandwich put me out of the jar. He was going to put me onto his sandwich and uh, he decided he'd be my friend. So I owe him my life. It's a life debt, a one of those Wookiee life debts you hear so much about, you know. So one, I hate it when my spatula doesn't work. Just every time you just look at it like, why did Gosh, that not work? That's it. And two, yeah. again, someone had to translate that for us. So we will just assume that across the, the other four of you, we we made this known to the world. Yeah, it actually sounds... Watch your filthy mouth. All right, so we'll go to Kevin B. So how does Kiri know El Dorothy Sandwich? Well, of course, uh, I have worked with Mr. Sandwich several times. It was my first commercial song. I did a little thing called a <laughs> jingle. I made quite a bit of coin of it. Excellent. All right. So I believe Sean, if, if I did the order right. Yeah. So Sean, tell us about S. Warbly Pebbleskin and how they know Dorothy. Well, we shared our thesis back in Gnome University. We had to go out and say some polywogs from a chemical spill from some wizard decided it was better to dump his leftover potions in the stream instead of disposing of it responsibly. Dorothy is a little bit more of an optimist than I am. So, you know, we got to see on the project because I guess I went a little overboard when I lectured the wizard on the proper way to dispose of chemicals. Excellent. All right, Galen, how did you know L. Dorothy sandwich? Well, it was kind of weird to uh, see um, Dorothy, L. Dorothy as a, uh, or I, L, I, I call him L. Um, L came across myself and my faithful steed, Horace, uh, my, my boggling tortoise. Uh, Horace had gotten something stuck in his foot on the trail. L. Dorothy stopped to help because they are quite the upstanding person. Um, and, um, and ever mm -hmm. since then, we've had, we've had a very close relationship. Fantastic. And that just leaves Varicia. All right, Varicia and El Dorothy Sandwich, we go way back, honey. You don't even understand. So back back in the days, we we used to run around through the streets of Bogtown, see, we'd picking pockets and using that money to well, I was picking pockets. Uh El Dorothy Sandwich, more of a a, a really reluctant lookout. But the way well, but I digress. The way we met, because, you know, CL was my dad's neighbor's cousin's dentist's farrier's favorite travel agent's nephew. And so, you know, we we just, uh, we made up at family. So you were close. You do because, you know. So you were really close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super close. Like, joined at the hip if, like, the rope was you know, five miles long, but we would travel back to each other all the time. Oh, where am I? <laughs> so the five of you, uh, I'm just going to say, just for the sake of keeping things moving, have already sort of met together. Uh, now, I think within the game system, your character sheets, it provides some, uh, like, role play tags for how your characters know and get along with other characters. Hopefully some of that will come out. But for tonight, we're just going to say that you've already met. You all know that you're all working together to try to find your friend. And the latest lead that you have is that the most recent place they were seen is a place called Wally's Waffles and Wargs, which is a watering hole near the northern edge of the used-to-be forest, which itself is under the shadow of the Scrawn Nest Mountains. So if anybody backs the game, it comes with a handy-dandy map. 
I don't know how well that's going to come through. Uh, there there is an element of It must be all green. Uh, some really of it cool. is at least, yeah. So, was that an invisibility? <laughs> yes, it's a magic cloak? map. Uh, so that's part of the game is like hex crawling. It it reminds me a little bit of like Forbidden <clears throat> Forbidden Lands. I feel like I'm talking like Kermit tonight too. I'm not trying to, but in my head, I'm sounding like it as well. Uh, but you have made your way to Wally's. Now, Wally's looks very little more than like a giant silvery gray bowl that has been turned over. And then like one third was sort of bisected. There were some doors and windows that were cut out with like a can opener and they just rolled down or rolled over. So as you start to make your way in, it smells amazing. Absolutely, just absolutely smells tremendous to you. The room is darkly lit, but has a cozy feel and your eyes sort of take in the scene. In the center of this room, sitting high up near the low ceiling, is what in what looks like a makeshift crow's nest. Wally himself, wearing his infamous red and gold pirate hat, scans the room with his spyglass, and he's calling out to his workers, that person on table four dropped their napkin. That person needs refills. And he just continues to call out different things about what's going on in the restaurant. Uh, as his spyglass lands on you, he says, Party of five at the door. And this sort of like turtly looking fellow starts scooting his way over, kind of raises up on his back legs, grabs five menus, five little, uh, you know, services of napkins and forks. Uh, do you need any children's menus? I'm not a child. Oh, no, no, dear. None, none of us are children. I mean, Squeege is a little short, but he's, he's not a child. I mean, I, I eat light. I'll take one. Let's not get too hasty with the assumptions here. The children's menu. It might be a menu of children. <laughs> you sure you're not some kind of human trafficker? Follow me, and he'll start slowly shuffling over towards the table. As you're walking across, uh, you kind of glance around, and you can see all the other people that are currently in the room. So there's a lone figure sitting over at the corner of the bar. Uh, this is Happy Dirkwunkle. And you know Happy because you can't be in Wally's and not know Happy. Happy is a fixture of... Wally's. But it's also easy to tell who Wally is because across the entire inside of this uh, building are various pictures of Happy winning these just ludicrous drinking and eating challenges that Wally has put together. So it's just very easy to see that that is who Wally is because you keep seeing a smiling face, plate of food, giant glasses, and his name is underneath uh, the picture of having won all these different things. In a corner booth, you see a wizened goblin whose skin is more gray than green at this point. He has these sort of ungainly, gnarly joints, and he is squinting mightily at a gold-looking disc that is in his left hand, while his right hand sort of aimlessly scrapes some dry oats that he has, like, some dry toast. He's just basically pushing it around. Oh, no. Is this Prang Horgo? My arch nemesis, who I don't like at all. He's like... He's a goblin dungeoneer. Is this who this guy is? Do I see him there? It does not appear to be that particular goblin. Okay, well, that's good, because I'd hate to have to go over there and suck up all of his stuff on the table <laughs> and have it inside my body and get rid of it. But anyway, go ahead with your description. <laughs> Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, Sorry, strange the... voice in the sky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, narrator. Um, there's a beautiful silver-haired lady up from River Country, if uh, her dress is any indication. She is sitting at two tables that have been pushed together, and they are just the tables are both just covered with, like, maps and parchments. 
Uh, she's pouring over them. She sometimes will pull out a, like a spyglass or a, like a magnifying glass and kind of look at individual things. She seems to be taking notes in like a little journal she has. And then a third table that's been kind of pulled over catty corner. There's a small platter of fruit and cheeses that seems to be sitting very precariously on the edge that she has forgotten about as she's continuing to do her work. And then finally, your eyes come upon the only other two people in this building. There's a large yellow furred troll that is so huge, you're not sure how they got in here. Like, you don't think they can leave, at least not by any of the doors and windows that you currently see. Uh, They are sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor. Their chin is just sort of resting on a table. It's got these really huge, almost trumpet-sized tusks that are are almost hitting the top of the, the building themselves. Uh, big saucer eyes, and they're looking at the thing across from them, which is actually a muskrat that is sitting on a chair with like a napkin tucked in like a bib, a knife and a fork, and is just going to town on the most ludicrous Scooby-Doo looking stack of waffles you've ever seen, but they appear to be covered by mustard. So they're mustard colored waffles, muskrat chowing down. So that is what you see in this room as you are led to your table, given your seats and given your menus. So now I turn it over to you, my friends. What would you like to do? Apparently my internet is failing because I am frozen. Ah, curses. Disposal. I just go over the table and eat what they don't eat. You know, it's it's how we do a teamwork. Whether we're done with it or not. Uh, sometimes, you know, it's what it is, but... Um, yes, when this so group cleans its place, it really cleans its plates. That's right. Squeeze is going to move over to the table because I'm a dungeoneer. Squeeze, you're going to see he has a hard hat, bright yellow hard hat. He is holding a lit torch, even though it's brightly lit in here. We're not in the dungeon yet. He's actually got a backpack on as well that has all kinds of different things hanging off of it. There's two or three ropes, a grappling hook. There's a giant pickaxe and a shovel. He has a sword strapped to his side, a belt pouch, several sticks of dynamite. And actually, it just, you don't know how he's holding it all up, but he's just got stuff upon stuff upon stuff. Um, so the last thing I said that I, I wasn't sure what came across is you, you've you been seated at your table. All those other figures, as I described in the room, what would you like to do? I could I heard Kevin, it, 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 I came back as he was describing how he was like eating everyone else's food. But if anyone else said anything, I missed it. My, my apologies. Well, that's okay. Narrator, voice above, we understand. <laughs> it's all right. That's how things go. Uh, Galen will uh, will sit down at the table, his long legs, his knees bumping against the underside. Um, he will set his sword down behind him. Uh, it is a long, uh, long blade, almost as long as he is tall. Uh, and Galen is quite tall, very long-legged, the mm. the Boglins, or the Bogman species. Uh, are, short torso, all know, legs. You know, right? surprisingly yeah. so, yeah, short torsos. Mm-hmm. I hear this place has really good food. Um what do, you, what do you guys want to eat? Well, for you, Mr. Knight, I, I suggest you talk to the, the serving wench and tell her that you want something called the A-Cab Special. I, um, like I said, I got the kids menu because I'm not really that hungry. <laughs> I suggest you go with the waffle fingers. Mm-hmm. Well, are they actual fingers? No, that's the troll. Do waffles sure. have fingers? I'm not really, uh, I'm not totally sure about the fingers. With uh, uh, dragon no, 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 Kiri, Kiri, I, I, I resent the, the, the assumption that I like flies. Really, not my thing. A wild rumor. 
Uh, the pancakes must be good. That uh, that muskrat is going uh, going quite mad mm-hmm. with that stack of pancakes. There's something something a little weirdly familiar about the fact that there's mustard on that stack. What's I don't know. Oh, look at that hunk that muskrat sit with that big old troll over there. Look at him and those dust. How did that troll even get in here? It barely fits. Maybe they built the building around him. You know, they got to just put it on there and just moved it up around and they put the bricks around his body and stuff. No, I'm talking about his body, Varicia. Don't get all kinds of crazy, okay? I'm talking about his body too. Hey, big fella. How you doing over there? I'm doing well. Can a lady buy buy a fella a drink? Yeah, you can buy me a drink. That's what I'm talking about. What you drinking? Milk. Oh, does a body good and look at you so strong. And I guess, uh, what about you, uh, your furry friend there? Is that your, your pet hamster Fievel there or something? Uh, would, anything for your rat? No, this is my friend. L. Dorothy Sandwich. Get the hell out of Dodge, whatever that place I just named was. What? No, Dorothy's not a... No, she isn't an earless rabbit thing like that. Nah, Master Splinter, he can't be my old friend. Yeah, no, I um, I don't recall L. Dorothy being a muskrat. He was recently cursed by the Chickenfoot Witch. And she stole his decursification wand, too. We can't change him back. That's not what you want. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Do we know anything about a decursification wand? Is this something we've heard of before in our travels? Can we make a check, mm-hmm. Michael? Yeah. So, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's roll some dice. Uh, so yeah. it's a D12 system. You have a bunch of skills and abilities. This sounds like a wisdom uh, knowledge sort of check for me. So like a lore check? Lore? Lore check would be great, yes. Know-how lore. Now, I we've got a number under know-how, and then we have a number for lore. Do we add those together, or...? So I believe it's the, whatever the higher number is. So I don't yeah, think you the add same. them together. So, I, be, I could be wrong, but I believe it's just higher. So I just rolled a D12 and then add that one number? Yep. Is that what we're doing? Okay. Oh, that's a nice start. That's an 11 then. <laughs> 10 plus 1. Uh, I got 11 plus 1. Show off. And you said it was a D12, right? I don't even know if I have any of those dice. I hate D12s. Oh, well, you're evil. So well, your character loses a level then. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens when you don't bring um, and the And actually, dice. that's a good question. I noticed that our character sheets uh, have a number of abilities on them that are tied to level. Michael, are we all level one? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. So, mm-hmm. Yep, level one. I, uh, that's a dirty three with my minus one. Helen <laughs> got an eight with his plus one lore. So this works again, kind of like a PBTA style game. There's a There's a list of possible options uh again just for the sake of uh efficiency here since everyone kind of made the check those of you that passed will inform those of you that have failed those that did poorly are just slightly confused for a moment couple things come top of mind one yes you have heard of the decursification wand and this is a, an artifact that l dorothy sandwich is known to carry and uses quite proficiently to help solve other people's problems and two, you do remember that actually L. Dorothy Sandwich loves mustard waffles. Oh, wow. I saw that. I see that my, my eight is a success with a twist mm-hmm. on the, the dice mechanics scale. So that looks to say is that this, it succeeds with a complication. Yeah, that means now you're in love with that weird looking troll, too. <laughs> so it could be that perhaps you off. feel like this is an opportunity to claim the 
the wand of decarsification yourself that perhaps you and your order could put it to better use. Yeah. I got. I don't want. I don't want to lay that on your character. I got a success, mm. and so I'd like to say that that uh, Kiri has definitely uh, made a jingle for for sandwiches uh, uh, business that involved the wand. So I, I probably seen Start it in use. It. Yes. So excellent. Heck, that could actually be Galen's complication that he's heard the song and it's now an earworm that's stuck in his oh. head. Oh, oh no! There we go. Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this wand too. That's what got me out of that jar, and uh, that's how El Dorothy Sandwich saved me that day. Was he used that decursification wand? That thing's pretty important. Sorry, we didn't recognize you there. Uh, I was confused with the mustard on the waffles. That should have been a dead giveaway. But uh, are you okay? The muskrat, previously known as El Dorothy Sandwich, uh, looks at his troll companion. And through a series of blinks and sort of chitterings, seems to be communicating. This is in no language that, that you are aware of. This is apparently just some sort of code the two of them have worked out over time. And after a few moments, the troll looks around and goes, he's okay, but he would like to be turned back to himself. If you, his friends, would help, that would be amazing. Well, the one translation Wait, talking to another translation, the irony is definitely not lost on me pretty crazy stuff what do you does everybody think can we save our friend or what i'm gonna hop out of the booth and i'm gonna go up to dorothy because okay. gnomes have critter speak mm. and i can talk and converse with animals okay and insects and critters and i mean just look at dorothy and be like dorothy when did this happen do you know can you tell us where it happened warbly my old friend i still blame you for that c by the way you, you didn't back me up. I it's mean, been like three weeks since I've been cursed. Where did it, where were you? I was in the crack. By yourself? Well, I had Rogam with me. How did you get him in here? I just look up. So trolls regenerate. You chopped him up? It's more like a detachable situation, but yeah. Wow. Wow, that's metal as hell, man. That's really <laughs> crazy. So who did this? The chicken foot witch? Yes, Char the chicken foot witch. And she's not to be trifled with. But if you are willing to, to seek her out, I would absolutely love to be uncursified. Were you seeking her out or did you just stumble on her? Complete happenstance. Didn't even know she was there. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. I mean, fortunately, all of your friends are here. Thanks, guys. It must be kind of waves. Translate way back, not knowing what anything is going on with this conversation. <laughs> yes. That was Dorothy. She, yeah, he. It's so hard to tell with gnomes. Yeah. This happened three weeks ago. <laughs> they were in the crack and they just stumbled on the witch. And you don't even want to know how they got the troll in here. Tempted to ask, but I'll let you, you, your wisdom guide me on that particular subject. I remember the last time you told me not to ask, and I asked, and I regret it still. <laughs> You never let us know when you're about to start talking to these animals. I thought you hit your head again for a second there. Well, you should know by now, if I start making odd noises, it's not because of my age. It's because of the critters. No, it's still a little bit because of your age. That's ageist. No, it's gnomist. <laughs> a long sigh. 
Well, I think we really got to go help our friend. I mean, he's helped us all out so many times. And really, I mean, there's lots of stuff to see out there in the world. We should go experience it firsthand. And if we happen to save our friend, that's all the better, right? Look, all I'm hearing is our friend needs help. Plus, we get to steal something really cool from somebody in power. <laughs> and that's all I want. Screech, you owe me a coin. I told you it would be five minutes in, into the lunch before before uh, Veronica would, uh, would Verusha would say that she needed to steal yeah, something. Yeah, you did. Uh, and there's like a coals around, <laughs> comes out my one hand. And it's the same coin we've been betting for like the last Amazing. year. Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we off of each other, never it, spending yeah. it. You predicted that, but not that I stole your loot and I throw I throw <laughs> your loot back to you. <laughs> I know the morals can get a little gray. Right? But can we uh, perhaps not talk so freely about the theft? Oh, you're always such a rascal there, Varicio. I'm one rascally wabbit. I yeah. thought you were human. Yeah, I'm just patting you on the head. Yes. <laughs> I lean over to the note. I think that was her original name. Wabbit? Yeah. Wow. And then she changed it to Wrench for no reason doing to, to do with the law at all. Oh... Well, you know, when we met, there was that crowd following. There was that 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 crowd, maybe mob, following Varisha yelling, "Kill the wabbit!" Yeah, one of them had a really bad speech impediment. It was really sad. But hey, uh, whole cult of bald guys. The, where was the last place that you saw the witch and the wand of decursification there, Eldorothy Sandwich? Rogan will translate again. Uh, Warbly can understand the speech, uh, but basically, a. Uh, uh, he store, uh, stumbled into the lair of the witch in the crack, so he would believe that she is still there. Okay. Well, luckily, I'm really good at squeezing into cracks, so let's go. Well, before you will take off, or Eldelth Sandwich will tell you that Chara is a very jealous uh, soul and that she's cruel, but he thinks that there might still be a sliver of good in there and that perchance, if you could bring that back out, that might be a way to victory. I'm glad that overvoice gave us that bit of information. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I don't hear this thing that Squeege keeps talking about, but I, I believe that they believe that it exists. Oh, this is of everyone because they're basically their bodies, an entire ear and it's right to the ground, the ear to the ground the entire time they're around. Mm, that is kind of true. Actually, that's actually really insightful. Uh, I mean, aren't we all, all ears? I mean, who's to say what, you know, the soul is? I mean, we could wax poetic about it all afternoon, really, but. Okay, I'm done with you already. Let's go, guys. Philosophical, <laughs> yeah, philosophical discussions aside, we probably should get to it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, we could philosophize as we walk. I wave over to the waitress, pass over some, some coin and go, we're going to take that to go, dear. Thank you very much. I just love that Squeege is Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as you start to make your way um, south from Wally's towards the crack, uh, we will be using the exploration rules. <gasps> so the crack is approximately five hexes from your current location. Mm -hmm. Now, the way exploration is broken down, you have four segments. Generally, you can only travel two of them, and then you have to rest. You can push through a third segment if you would like, 
but there's a higher chance that you will get lost or some sort of mishap will happen. So for each check, you will move two hexes. One of you has to take the lead, and basically you're the one sort of like scouting out and, and sort of, you know, deciding which way that you will go. And you do that by making a realms check. Mm-hmm. So it's knowledge plus realms. Uh, the same person cannot make the check twice in a row. Mm-hmm. So whoever would like to take the first check, please go ahead and let me know what you get. So it's role plus realms. Is I was going to say, I mean, I, I can do it. I've got a pretty decent realms, mm-hmm. but we may want to, if we want to push through, we may want to save it for that. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind going first. I don't have a great realms, but, and it would make sense for me if my character's city bound, that they would know the local area, but not deeper into the, the, the area. So if everyone's okay, I'll, I'll roll. Okay. So I'm going to give you a situational modifier of plus one, because okay. in the used to be forest, it, used to be a forest and now it's all been like clear cut. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty easy view. Like it's kind of hard to get lost, it's not impossible, but it's harder. So you get to uh, just a bonus plus one because of uh, the terrain that you're in. Oh, darn. That's only a 13. Okay. So a 13 is actually a discovery. So not Ooh. only do you get to where you're going, but you have located something of interest. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So I then have to find what that means. Stand by. Right now we own. We only have the night with a, a, a tortoise for a ride. Perhaps we find other tortoises, and that perhaps could give us a plus one for the next roll. If we just like have a little herd of tortoises, that, oh, we can hitch a ride for a little bit to the next text. Sing a little travel song. Yeah, I think that makes sense, and it, it kind of if it sort of fits the uh, the theme. So yeah, so you basically sort of mm-hmm. coincide with a a caravan of uh, traveling tortoisei mm-hmm. that are heading in the same general direction, and they mm-hmm. agree to let you uh, partner with them. So mm-hmm. you will get a plus two on your next roll. We have Leonardo and Gamera, Electra, and, <laughs> and then there's Speedy, oh, and Bob, the the three legged tortoise. Oh. Wonderful little Bob. Not to scale. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so hey, who would like to make this? There's three more than I have. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well. And I'm definitely not playing a, a yeah, I'm definitely not playing a, a version of rolling on a uh, rolling along from the Muppets. <laughs> definitely not playing. So that. I have a question over voice narrator person. Um, I have an ability that I can do that helps me roll for realms and I get to make up information about the land we're in. Can I do that in conjunction with my regular realms roll? Yeah. So if you roll poorly, you're just wrong. Cool. (laughs) Oh, I see. The thing I'm talking about, my reconnoiter, it's once per session. So I'm actually going to wait until we get to the crack. That's going to be more fun. But I will roll my realms roll. I'll do that. It's still a D12, right? Yep. And you get an additional plus two situational bonus. That's in addition to my plus one for realms? Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. Wow. That's going to be 13. All right. That is another discovery. So I I did find the chart. So go ahead and roll me a D6 there, Kevin. I would love to roll you a D6. That's half of a D12. That's a one. All right. You find a nice comforting bowl of soup. So actually, you learn of a band of Borgel bulwarks who have been known to layway travelers, highwaymen, robbers even, on this very road. But one of your tortoise companions has been running point and, and rushes back. And it's like the old cartoon with the little legs going so fast to, to warn you that the entire group was about to go into an ambush. 
and you were able to divert and go, go around and avoid that ambush encounter. Ooh. Cool. All right. So now you have traveled four hexes. You've traveled your first two of the day. You can rest for the night, camp, or you can push through. If you push through, you take a penalty to the roll, and you will be uh, you have to make a roll, or you will be like tired, fatigued when you get there. the The crack is basically one hex away at this point. It looks like there's some interesting mechanics around the camping. Maybe mm-hmm. we can explore those. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that makes I agree. sense there's, to me. Dorothy's been a muskrat for three weeks now. Mm. There's no rush. Mm. Oh, and, and they enjoy those pancakes. So mm. oh, yeah. they are really good. Mustard covered waffles. Mm. Good times. Oh, oh squeech, squeech, my friend, my foul, my or my, my joyful jelly friend. Uh could you perhaps mark down the, the location that you got from the those others about where those bandits are? I, I, I would very much like to pass that information along to people who could handle that kind of thing. We really don't like to have bandits in in, in the area of the uh used to be woods. Uh it's very disruptive. Yeah. People can't go to my concerts if they get waylaid. I may know a few people that could help with the bandits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm basically uh, uh, connecting into one of my XP gains in that if I help to encourage other people to deal with bandits. Oh, yeah. okay. Excellent. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I can. Uh, I'll write that down. I don't have opposable fingers, but uh, I will find a way to write it down. Oh, I have a map. Uh, I have paper I can... and pens on me, of course, yeah. in case I need to write down song notes. Yeah, here, just shove that in my belly and I will move it around. I'll do the truffle shuffle. And make it move a certain way, and there, oh, there. It, I don't, I don't like it when you do that. Go. I don't like it when there you do that. Go. It says it on there now. Stop it! And I'm going to here, and I just kind of slurp it mm-hmm. back out, oh, so they mm-hmm. can post it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go get us a campground, and I'm gonna go like to an area, and I'm gonna actually go across the ground and like dissolve all the grass and the dirt and stuff, so we have a nice level place to put our tents and our campfire for the night. Excellent. Uh, you may want so to the, shake off that map a little bit. So to Michael's point, there there is a rule for, uh, or no, like a mechanic for camping. So I'm just going to ask, just again, for the sake of efficiency, everybody roll me a D12. And whoever gets highest, I will choose to be the instigator here. 11. 11 also for me. Eight. Nine for Gamma. There's a symmetry of you and I, my dear. All right, Six. so let's have a roll-off between the two Kevins. We're going to have a roll-off. Rollies. Three. Uh, this time it's a six. All right. So Kiri Candlehart is our winner. So essentially, while you're camping, you have the opportunity to tell a story about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, something about a previous adventure, elaborate on your backstory, mm-hmm. a relationship with another character, or even your personal quest. Or mm-hmm. you can ask another character to do that. So um, if you don't want to share, you can ask someone else and get them to share a story. I, since we're about- getting this symmetry going between me and uh, Squeege, do you mind if uh, 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 we do a story about uh, uh, how we met. Oh, that would be fantastic. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, Squeege, my main, my main friend. Oh, it was it, this this camp reminds me of the, the time we first met uh, several years ago. It was, oh, back when I was young, a young 17 and wild and free. And you were, how old were you again? Three. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That wild three period <laughs> of all, all, all goo when you're just learning how to gurgle. Oh, it was wonderful. Oh. 
do you remember the name of the 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 creature that that I found trying to eat you? I cannot remember its name. Yes, that was a rodent of unusual size. They don't normally come this far to the west, but there was one there. I gotta say, to people at home who can fully understand my translation, that actually the bard, I hated her immediately back then when I first met her. She's really hoity and toity. But over time, we have learned to become companions and party members. So now she's my friend, but I'm still kind of rude and critical of her because I want her to do better with her life. But, uh, you know, I really love her stories, so that's cool. Oh, yes. But, yeah, I remember all of that. Yeah. So the rodent came by, and then, oh, you know what? You tell it so much better than me. What happened then? Oh, yes. Well, it was trying to eat you. Uh, uh, I was I had nothing but my, my guitar on hand. Not even my favorite banjo or my fiddle or my lute. Just my guitar. Uh, uh, so I strummed and strummed until uh, Squeege started vibrating and and and. and, and rocking back and forth and just erupting outward and punching the little ro rodent in its face. Oh, it made such a wonderful sound when you booped its snoot. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah, it was like that, that glass of water in that Jurassic Park movie. I was just shaking all over the place and smacking into things, and it made like a... Yes, we, we like so to call that the combination really drop the beat. <laughs> yes, that's right. We got jiggy with it, and we beat up that rodent of unusual size. Although I think I think perhaps we should be calling instead of jiggy. I think perhaps jiggly with it. I think that would be a better name. Do you not think? Oh, that's it's something we've been better. arguing yeah. over. What about the others? What do you think? Do you think jiggy with it or uh, uh, jiggle it? Jiggly wiggly. Yeah, jiggly. That's my dad's name, and joggly was my mom's name. Mm. <laughs> so we turn to the group and see them laughing. <laughs> and we don't know why. I don't think the translation came through right. Are you sure you're telling my part of the story right? Perhaps we should uh, uh, ask some of the others. Maybe I'm, I'm not translating it well. I mean, the part I said was pretty emotional. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's it. Was... You are such a, a wonderful storyteller about your family. Perhaps that's why they're just overcome with emotion. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> just lean over to Pebble Skip. I don't think I've heard so many slurs come out of one blob in my life. Yeah, I thought Jigglypuff was, like, really insensitive. Yeah. Well, that's my cousin. Last time I said it, someone threw a rock at me and kicked me out of a village. Oh, that, that, that's because, isn't Jigglypuff the the the, the wild uh, rogue that's been stealing all the crown jewels? In air quotes, yeah. crown jewels? Mm -hmm. I don't know why people just air quote the crown jewels, like this is a fake or something. Well, typically the crown jewels are in a crown. Hmm. So you have to steal the crown to get the jewels, but... Ah, you're wise, my friend Galen. Yeah, it's the stuff they teach us at the night errant school. Hey, Galen, are you still dating that anthropomorphic pig lady? She's really kind of cool. She's kind of a babe. You know... Was she a real babe pig in the city? You know, it's kind of on again, off again. Yeah. Understandable. You're trying to give her her space. Right, <laughs> right, right now it's off. Um, You know, she's not a big fan of the swamp. I'm not a big fan of the sty. Mm, okay, well... Opposites attract sometimes, like that Green Acres, you know. You know, I, I can't no. say, you know. <laughs> that must that must be a popular show back where I'm from, not so much over here. So, oh. anyway. I, I, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't watch a lot of television. You don't watch a television. Well, we do all of our best work on the television. We have all the people on there and they come in and they kind of tell us. Uh, I don't remember the song too much, but yeah, there was a song. 
What the <laughs> frattle break are you talking about? What is a television? I don't know. What is wrong in that faddle breaking head of yours? Like are you okay? Mirror? I think it's been a long day on the road and we could all use a little bit of rest. Before we all say something we don't mean. Just asleep. He's had this weird snoring. It sounds like. No, I mean, that. I think that's really it. I think that that's it right there. The the wet, you know, sque- <laughs> squeege is sleeping is wet fart noises, everybody. <laughs> oh, my. So with that, the night passes without any further incident. You wake up early the next morning and your tortoise companions uh, are going to take a hard left turn, uh, leaving you to travel alone southwardly towards the crack. You were only one hex away the, with the, the land being the way it is. I, I don't really think there's any way for you to miss it. So we're just going to say that you get there. So the crack is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a big crack along the earth. Uh, imagine a giant axe cut into the ground, pulled it free, left, and then that's what you have there. Uh, There is a very sort of like roughly and shoddily hewn stair on either end of uh, the crack, which runs basically like northeast to sort of south or northwest to southeast. Uh, You can, it doesn't matter to me which side of those that you're on. Uh, I just need to know who is descending the stairs first. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize, but there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first, and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy, or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.